welcome back to this week's Sunday's Countdown. Hey guys, this is Esteban, and this is my podcast. I'm here with Ricardo. Are you recording already? Yeah. Hola, amiga. Hola. Hi. Hola, amiga. <laughs> Today is Sunday, I think the 20th. I think it's the 20th. 19th? Yeah, it is the 19th. 19th. Amiga, oh, get it together. Oh, they had 1 20 in 2020. Anyways. Um, well, hello, what? greetings, and cheers. Cheers. We're here having a couple cocktails that did not clink as. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that was like a. Like a bunk bunk. Anyways. <laughs> Um, we're here, we're ready to go, we're gonna get into it. How was your week? Oh my god, my week has been really interesting actually, really um, a whirlwind I would say. Um, I went, I went uh, skiing last last uh, Friday and uh, that was fun, you know. So um, athletic of you. You know, a girl has to like keep her fitness going. <laughs> no, it was fun, it was cool. Um, my boyfriend was done after like one ride because he was like, uh, I almost died and I don't want to do it again, <laughs> uh, which I understand. Um, I did it a couple more times and uh, I did fall pretty grisly one time, but nothing bad happened to me. Um, and you know, I was just living out there, my best uh, bro realness. Ski bro. Uh, ski bro realness. Hey, yeah. It is fun though, like when you're going down the fucking mountain and like you're literally speeding at like God knows how fast and you just feel that rush of adrenaline. It is and fun. You're like, ah, you know. <laughs> uh, but like, bitch, at some point, like, because so the, this place that we went to that I've been to three times now, there's like basically like three levels in this mountain. So it's like the, the easiest one and then like the intermediate one and then like the the crazy one, the right? One, yeah. And I've done the first two several times, but I've never gone to the very, very top. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. Gonna yeah, do it. yeah, she's so adventurous. <sighs> Halfway through that bullshit, I was like, I was going, you know. And when you catch speed, even if you try to slow down, like they tell you to do the pizza. Yeah, you know? I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like trying to do the pizza, but. I think it might have been also the fact that like the ice was a little like slushy or bumpy oh, or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. and like my legs were like wobbling like blah, blah, blah. and like at some point I was like bitch I lost control I feel I like you're probably skipping down. a leg day is that what's happening <laughs> why are your legs be. wobbling I mean it might huh? be but like my shit turned to noodles and I was like ah, I was like I'm going down and then I just like threw myself like super bad style and then I just like fucking slid down the mountain for like God knows how long my ski came off and like oh. I was like covered in ice was that how, what, like, how, how far ahead, or what ride was this? Is like your fourth or fifth ride, or was this like the first no, one? No, it was, it was my, I think, fourth one of the day. Ah, uh, what, no. Because uh, I did, like, the, I did the, the, the small the one, ones, and right. then I did the, the, the small one again, and then I did the second biggest one. On the and then I was like, okay, and then when I did the second biggest one, I just went without any problems, and I was like, I'm not getting that, like, rush, you know? She's like, I don't feel danger. <laughs> I know, you're like, I, I, I was not going to be happy with uh, like, my experience until I felt like I was going to die. Ooh. So I got that feeling, oh, and, um, and then I was done. I was like, I need a fucking drink, like, let's get out of here. She's like, that's my exit, you guys, for sure. Yeah, that was, a, that was the whole experience, so it was fun. I remember when we went, we went skiing, I think it was, like, a couple years ago, and that happened to me in just in the intermediate one, and I, I just had many panic attacks. I was like, I'm done, I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> but, like, I tried doing that stupid pizza where, like, you have to angle your feet forward and like kind of push down to yeah. cause like a stopping or whatever. Uh-huh. And I couldn't get it, so I just threw myself back and I just like slid all the way down. And it's hard because you can't just stop, you yeah. just keep sliding until there's nowhere else to slide. Yeah, but no, I was, when I was going down, I was like, I need to just throw myself. But I was like, <laughs> if I throw myself forward, like uh-huh. I don't want to break my arm or my neck. Like, and then so I just, I threw myself like, I literally like jumped. <laughs> 
put my arms like forward, like out, and then I just like Superman style. She shot move, bitch. <laughs> Oh my god, I love that. You're wearing black and white, so that's why I went with Shadow. I really was. <laughs> no, I was back then too. Um anyways, but that was my that was my experience. That's hilarious. That's yeah. that's funny. Um well that's good. It goes well with I my week was good. My I've been working um at this pharmacy in stone. <clears throat> I just probably won't stay there that long just yeah. because school starts in part of in a week and I have to I, I know and it's just a lot of stuff but I'm still I think I go to work tomorrow and I have a couple of days that I have to I have a couple of appointments that I have to go to this week that involve work um but yeah it was fun I really wanted to talk about fitness yeah um not just in general fitness fitness but it ties in well how athletic we are I'm not athletic at all but I do go to the gym religiously. I don't know if that makes me athletic. A lot of people are like, oh, well, you're kind of like, I hate when like you have to identify as like a jock or something. What does that even mean? No, I think athletic means that you actually play sports. Ah, mira, yo no soy atletico para nada. Uh, but, but I might be wrong. I don't know. Maybe somebody can like correct us in, uh, on this matter. I, I, I uh, connect athleticism with the Olympics. I guess doing sports <laughs> and going to the gym is more like you're more into like fitness and you're into personal growth yeah sure like or I... maybe personal like what's the opposite of growth because these don't have anything personal I don't want no more growth here personal shrinkage <laughs> I don't know um, there you go but yeah, no, I think we there's different reasons why we hit into fitness and I wanted to talk about why I went into fitness and maybe why you got into fitness. Uh, we talked about a little bit last week on um, on the Joe Michaels and, and Lizzo thing and how Joe's very the, has the athletic side of, of a medical side point of view and Lizzo has a really good point of view of self-love and, and doesn't matter what other people think. Like appreciating what you got. Appreciate what you got. But I think she's giving the, the right message. But I think that appreciating what you have and making sure that you take steps to better it. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, what you're trying to do is better yourself. Not for other people, but yeah. for yourself. Well, you can't, you can't like not uh, or ignore the fact that, you know, there are health implications that come with being a certain size and mm-hmm. all of that. I'm know? not calling anyone fat, but I'm trying to make sure that you're sticking around on this world longer than than you can. Because if you pertain to certain ways of lifestyles and doing, and obviously like some people take health and fitness to the extreme, sometimes oh, yeah. way too extreme. I mean like, I'm not, nothing like people who do CrossFit, but that looks like too much for me. Like it looks like you're gonna pull a muscle. No, like, like I literally get a paper cut and I'm crying. <laughs> I can't deal with like scraping my knee yeah. or Sometimes they dislocate a shoulder or something. I know, la verdad. Y luego que no tengo yo ahorita aseguranza médica, ¿quién me va a estar pagando los pagos? No, Bro, well, get that cover California. I know, I have to, I have to sign up. But anyways, um, well, I got into fitness. I remember back in the day um, when I got into fitness, it was, I think I was 18 or something. But I was really, I was really skinny. I was skinny during in high school. I was thin as fuck. Um, I know you were the opposite, but I was skinny. And I remember when I graduated, <clears throat> I started realizing that yes, I was gay, and I started realizing like I'd be attracted to the hot six-pack guys and like the fitness guys or a certain type of guys. And I think it was probably because the guys that I probably the guys that I hooked up with primarily in my youth were those type of guys. So I think I kind of got used to those type of guys. Um, but throughout my life, I think when I was 23, I remember I. 
not 23, maybe like 21. I used to talk to this one guy and he was really hot online. And I always wanted to hook up with him. We never did hook up. But I remember one time we, I went to, I don't know, I went to Black's Beach and I don't know if it was with you. It might've been with you. Or it might've been with my friend from high school. I won't say her name, but I, Anyways, we went to, to Black's Beach, and when I came back, I logged on, I think it was AOL back then that we used to use, and I was talking to this guy, and he was like, were you at Black's Beach today? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, dude, it's a good thing I didn't hook up with you. You were total dope boy. And I was like, ah, I felt so bad after that. And I think that lifted, like, that lit, like, a fire under my ass. To this day, I still talk to, I don't talk to him. I, he's still in the community yet. It's the other way around, though. Like, he's trying to hook up with me all the time. Yeah. And so, like, <laughs> I got my revenge. Um, but it did it did affect that, like, that small, like, small comment made such a big difference in my life because I used to look at him and I used to see pictures of him online and I used to think that he would act a certain way or that he would be a little bit nicer, that he would have a more of a positive influence or better better, I mean, better association or better socializing skills with the younger gay community. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of, I'm happy that he did that because I, that's when I, I went to Mosh Sugar Daddy and I was like, ah, you need to get me a fucking, like, a, a membership. And he's like, yeah, I'll pay for it. And I remember he, he, he also is the way he's like, I'm going to set you up with a personal trainer. And I got one, like, like two sessions or something. I can't even remember. But anyways, that's how I ended up getting into fitness. I do feel that I took steps to get to look a certain way, to find um, a little bit more of a self-confidence that was not given to me as a child. Mm-hmm. I finally reached that moment where like, I was like, okay, I, I, I get the looks and I can see that I, like people looking at me and stuff like that. And I can see that there's like an attractiveness to me. But at the same time, I don't feel it either because I don't, it just, I worked hard for it, but I didn't, I, I don't know, like, I, I still feel like there's a wall between them. Well, there's like a, um, well, before anything, so we talk about sugar daddies now. Uh, that's the next one. That's going to be the next one. Yo me quedé ahí. Ya no escuché nada más que sugar daddies. We'll listen to the whole thing. No, um, no, I definitely, I can, uh. I can, I can relate to the fact that you never really have a self-perception of what you look yeah. like or, or exactly what, what you've achieved or how skinny you are or mm-hmm. whatever because um, <clears throat> I, I, I definitely uh, grew up being chubby, being fat and uh, I got I got uh, my biggest right after I graduated from high school because me and my, my best friends, we used to like like constantly like so one of my best friends um he was uh, staying at the house of uh of like a friend a family friend or whatever and like they were in the military so the house was alone for like this whole summer and so we would go there and we would just like smoke pot all day like be drinking oh, we would all this, like fast food and then like um she got the munchies bitch we would have the munchies every day like <laughs> it was crazy and so i got really big right yeah. during the summer and I, I remember I had thirty. I had thirty six size pants, um, and they were tight, like thirty six oh, size big, girl. tight. Yeah. And so. Oh um, my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, and so that's when I like it really clicked something in me, and and also the fact that I was realizing. Well, I had realized for a while, but I knew that um, I was of age. I just, I'm out of high school. You're out of your bubble. Yeah. And you're going into the real world, mm-hmm. and I was like. You know, in my 18-year-old mind, I was like, I, I was like, I can't be like this big and be gay and like, you know, you just understand that, or at least I believe at that point that there's this sort of like, 
that as a, as, a, as a bigger person, like, I wasn't going to maybe thrive in the gay community mm -hmm. or something like that. So that's when it all clicked together, and I decided that I needed to lose weight desperately. Um, luckily, I had supported my family. My, my, I told my mom, I was like, like, I really want to lose weight, and, like, you know, like, and she helped me because um, basically, like, sometime before that, when, well, no, years before that, when she was pregnant, um, <clears throat> she was at risk of uh, developing diabetes. So her nutritionist put her in this, in this diet of, uh -huh. like, very portion control, you know, everything mm -hmm. very portion control. Yeah, yeah. And basically what she did was she put me on that diet that she was on and she was cooking for me like these very portion control meals um, for like, I don't know, I think maybe for a whole month. Wow. And, and then like I was like doing some like uh, kind of light working out or whatever. And I remember like, let's say I went from like 200 pounds to like maybe 190 in like a month or whatever. And then I tried this one thing that I don't think it's like something that maybe you should recommend. But for like a week, um, I, I ate about like no more than like... 500 calories a oh, day no, for like a, a whole week um and i started i started to you that in one week i lost like a good 20 pounds like oh, it no, was no. like a drastic change like it just it, it, i mean it helped me and it, I, I did what i needed to do but um we it, do take extreme measures sometimes to yeah get shit done yeah and in this in the span of maybe like one year i went from like a 36 type to like uh, a 30, you know? She's like, I'm a 20. <laughs> I'm a 20 at some point. Um, uh, yeah, so so basically that was my my struggle to yeah. lose weight, you know? And it took me a, like a whole year to to lose the weight. And, um, and you know, people notice that. And, and I, I remember I had a friend from high school who um, he's old, he was like two years older than me. Um, and so he, one time he we were talking and he was saying, you know, like, um, I remember when I was in high school, I got really skinny from being chubby when I was a kid, and then I got skinny, but then I gained all the way back. Oh. And he was telling me that, he was like, there's nothing worse than, like, you know, getting skinny and then gaining the weight back. Like, you just oh. feel like a failure or whatever, that you know? Sucks. And, like, I've never forgotten that. And um, it just always sticks with me. So to this day, it is, I mean, it's been always a constant struggle yeah. of, of maintaining, like, a healthy weight. Um, and, and it's, it's also society like exactly yeah. what is it that society tells us that we have to look like and I think in the 90s there was more I mean women were bulimic they were I mean I was watching Project Runway the other good day and the, the models have meat on them they yeah. mean they look healthy. They don't look like on the brink of death. Well, like, in the 90s, it was a very much the culture of models of like Naomi. No, but like, see, like Cindy Crawford. Cindy Crawford. Like Christy Brinkling. Todas pinches as pero estaban delgaditas. They were really skinny. That was the culture yeah. in the 90s. It was like that 80s and 90s. Like that was like that affinity for that like model Thin look. perfection yeah. type of the ballerina look. At least now we're getting a little more accepting accepting of, of like all types of bodies and stuff like I that. I mean, you know? yeah. I mean, we like me as, I probably shouldn't say that, but yeah, I was even on RuPaul's Drag Race show, not Drag Race show, that AJ RuPaul, one of the scenes where, uh, I guess there are, one of a, a guy is caught having being hooking up with another guy and the two guys are like one of the guys is naked that ass on that guy <laughs> is like ridiculous i was yeah. like how they like me there's more um i'm trying to say that there's more me i think i struggled around long there but it, <laughs> <laughs> anyways but yeah i think i but it's also true we go through life working out and trying to look a certain way where we sometimes don't realize that we finally have reached that moment mm -hmm. and it's hard for us to accept that i don't yeah. know why at this point at this point for myself um um <clears throat> i i went through a period where you know i did 
take on the whole uh, 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 what's it called like losing weight and going to the gym constantly like twice a day and like got really skinny and all that stuff and I mean I guess that's where I was in life at that point at this point in my life like it's it is important to stay healthy and and to uh, maintain like a, a, a routine a routine and all yeah. that but I'm not self self obsessed or I'm not obsessed with like achieving anything that it's just like a fucking eight-hour job, yeah, you know, yeah. like, oh my god, like, do this and do that and like, no. maintain this look or whatever. I think once you've I reached really that moment care. where you find yourself and you're content with your weight or whatever, you kind of just, it's kind of in the back of your mind and you know what needs to be done constantly yeah. to just maintain it. Okay? And I also, I don't want to have to buy larger clothes, <laughs> so I, that's, that's another thing, like, the only thing is, like, I don't care if I'm, like, maybe doughy or whatever but i don't want to get to a point where i need to buy a, a larger size of I my know, clothes yeah. because they don't fit me anymore like that also feels like uh like what am i doing you know so, yeah, yeah yeah so as long as i don't have to do that i don't really care about like being a specific look or whatever um and and it always in the back of my mind like i said it's, it's that that comment of like you know like don't 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 um uh, like fuck up what you achieved. Basically. Yeah, if it ain't broken. Yeah, like you so know. What I mean? think back to the, that year of like trying to lose weight and go to the gym and having the help of my mom and stuff like that, and like to kind of like disregard that would be just like you know pecado. Yeah. Well, and back going back to how you went to this like extreme measures to lose weight where you yeah. 500 calories a day. Yeah. But I do. I remember. Um, I did. I was paying attention in my psychology class, and I remember my psychology teacher said that the easiest way for you to change to change your um, metabolism is to fast, fasting. Yeah. But you have to fast. Oh yeah, that intermittent fasting. Yeah. I can't say that word. I'm sorry. Intermittent. I intermittent. Know. What does that mean? Intermittent. The something that like, you do like like medio. Like you take a break and then you do okay, it, and yeah, then you yeah. take a break and then you do it, but um. Recently, intermittent fasting. I'm probably saying that bad. I can't. It sounds like I'm saying I'm saying inter and then the word mitten. Intermitting. Intermitting. Intermittent. Intermitting. 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 Intermittent fasting. Um, basically, like you only eat for I think it was like six or eight hours of a day, and for the rest of the um, rest of the day, you don't eat anything. So like, for like eight hours, you can eat within that window of eight hours. And then you don't eat. And then you don't eat at all for the rest of the twenty-four hours until. I think that's something, yeah, and I think that there's something, I'm pretty sure it's true. Um, she said it was more though, you would have, I think you do lose weight fasting that, but in order for you to change your metabolism, where your body learns to eat itself instead mm -hmm. of like rely on everything that it's coming in, yeah. you have to do it for longer periods of time because right. you're, what you're trying to do is reset your brain to configure what's going on inside. Yeah. But it's crazy, and I also, you know, we'll talk about that another time, but I also know fasting also helps. I think with well they did studies on cancer but basically they starve people and your body like resets itself and has to figure out how to get these nutrients and things into your body and, and it just it, does it help the cancer or does it, it make it worse and make no it helps it because oh, okay. i think what it does is instead of focusing on trying to feed whatever tumor thing there it starts working differently oh, okay, there's okay. a there's a documentary on it i saw it I all right remember. Netflix. But anyways, <laughs> uh, the other thing I did see on Netflix the other day um, was that Aaron Hernandez docu-series. It's, for those of you who don't know who Aaron Hernandez is, because I'm, I have not. Sounds like you're saying Aaron Fernandez. Fernandez, no, no, no. No es hijo del Fernandez, <laughs> 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 Aaron Hernandez. 
Este, he is a football player in the Patriots, and I knew that he was on trial for something. I didn't know the full length of the story, but it's on Netflix now, and it's it's a really good documentary. Um, it's three episodes long. I'm like promoting Netflix now, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. Hey, we're in a Netflix culture, is what everybody watches. It's, it's what I got. It's what I'm paying for, so might as well. But it's really good. I I did like it. Um, basically, he murders. Um, he goes to court because there's evidence showing that he murdered someone. I don't. He he's out. He went to trial for three people, right? It was well, three. he 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 went to trial for murdering somebody, but when they were investigating that murder, they found out that he there was, was another involved one. in another double murder. Yeah, the double murder. And um, I mean, it, it never really was solved because he he uh, committed suicide in jail. Um, but actually he was no 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 I'm, I'm stupid no he he was found guilty of the first murder he was found but guilty. he wasn't found guilty of the other two murders and uh, basing on how the, the events on the second murder it sounds like because the, 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 the double murder they kind of tried to pin it on the other guy that he was with well, I mean, they definitely found that he wasn't guilty because the lawyer was able to argue that why would you want to murder somebody for spilling like for a having drink. a drink yeah. spilled on you? Yeah, you know, which I mean, it's a it's a, like a logical like argument, but you also think that if you're fucking crazy, maybe that will set you off, or maybe there was other things. Involved, well, they also you know? involved. They, he's they ended up talking about how his sexuality, and oh, yeah. I did like I did pay attention into that and how. He grew up being gay, but he never told anyone. Actually, they interviewed one of his best friends, which is, I don't know, he played at, in his football team, which, yeah. don't get me started, I got turned on because of two football players, and they're like the bold stars. <laughs> and I, they're, you know, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but um, it was it was interesting how he, he was never able to come out, uh, or he was too scared to come out as a homosexual in such a masculine, like toxic masculine environment his dad was like super his dad was very strict and you know i'm pretty sure that football players i mean they're I not mean, he was like the quarterback i think and yeah. that's kind of like there's that's the pinnacle that's of masculinity the, yeah, that's the, you yeah, yeah you have to the be fucking quarterback. you're like the jock like you're the, like the bee's knees of the fucking you're like the queen bee but like the queen <laughs> like wasp or something i don't he's know the queen bee yeah he's the queen bee of the men's <laughs> well if he was gay he would have come out gay i mean he was an attractive man um but anyways there was that, and they also tried to pin it on CTE, which I forget what it stands for, but it's basically what Junior Seau had, which is another football player, and it's, it, it is a result of constant impact to your brain, because you're hitting it, and it's constant I'm gonna time. get that from, like, oh, the headboard. Head. <laughs> <laughs> ah! I mean, it says... She, she had CTE. Uh, was she a football player? She was a slap. <laughs> <laughs> it's been hanging all around, banging all over the place. Um, I think I'm suffering from that, <laughs> but um, but yeah, he uh, he, it was it, it was really it was a good. Uh, I'm sorry, it was a good uh, documentary docu series. It was um, yeah. it opened my eyes to a different side of football too, and they interviewed a couple like a diff- another gay um, football player who struggled, and he's like I. He's like, I gained weight because I didn't want, oh, yeah. I didn't want to come out as gay. People right. think that gay people are like thin and structured and very put together and manicured. And I tried to be sloppy and big so that questions wouldn't come as to why he doesn't have a girlfriend. That was a really interesting, uh, like 
like point of view or, or like a like a really interesting experience of somebody trying to avoid you know coming out or yeah. trying to hide his gayness or whatever i was really like i was shook by that um but what i was a bit shook by is um once again i remember this was a thing back then but once again comes to light like these this this kind of like discussion of people who say like oh my god aaron hernandez is so hot this and that mm-hmm. making comments yeah, yeah, yeah. and then other people who kind of get offended by it and say like you shouldn't comment those things because it's disrespectful to the victims of the families um i mean i i find him an attractive man hot or not aaron hernandez i think that he is an attractive man it's, he was really hot that's unfortunate i don't think that a murderer is born so I don't think that murderers are born. I think that more murderers are made. Mm-hmm. And how are they made? I think that the lifestyles that children carry upon childhood or the way society sometimes shuts them down. And just to see that he grew up in the closet, not being able to express his emotions or who he was genuinely, uh, it takes a toll on someone. And it's hard for someone to, to, to do that. And it, it, it was funny because a lot of these, a lot of the people that are commenting on the documentary, they're like, it's shocking that he mur- he did these murders and in just a year, he signed a $40 million contract with the Patriots. And to me, it's not shocking. I think every human being will do, are, are capable of doing some really great things, but they're also capable of doing great things in such a shocking way. I mean, that's, it's not a great thing that he did, but it's a, it's a, cr- Tremendous like impact. Maybe the same drive that took him to commit a murder took him to yeah. getting this contract. Yeah. I think it was um, a cocktail on the lip <laughs> of reasons why he why he became a murderer. You know, it was like the repression, the the pressure from um, his parents, his the family, pressure from the parents, community. the NFL, the community. I mean, just interpersonal pressures. I'm sure, like you know, his girlfriend was with him all throughout high school. Um, if he would have been, if he would have been straight, maybe I think, he was bisexual. I who knows? I think he fell in love with a girl because I think that people attached to someone who would take care of you. And obviously, he wasn't getting that at home. Um, and they mentioned that he got his best friend or confidant was his his cousin who ended up dying of cancer. And there was a conversation. That bitch was a ride or die. Like she her. was. I want her on my fucking <laughs> on on my squad. Like she. The she, definition. She literally was like. I think they asked her to come up and, and put him, or talk about him yeah. and she's like nope send me to fucking jail because I am not gonna talk yeah. respect yeah. and she was and she was on chemotherapy yeah. throughout this whole time no, so I respect to her but um but yeah I think I think he's hot I think he's an attractive man um I, I, even I think they said they mentioned I that. Uh, wait, what? In the second, um, in the second trial, uh-huh. one of his lawyers they walk in and they sit down and like I think one of the jurors oh, is a right, woman right, and she's right. like, oh my god, look how he can't be, he can't be, he can't be guilty. He's so hot. Right. And they both laughed and they're like, you know, it, it's, it's. I mean, it's it's just like that's part of culture, like the this celebration of of the of, attractiveness. Of attractiveness because you're more likely to get further in life if you're attractive you know look at that jeremy meeks guy the one who was like the hot felon member the one who was arrested oh and, like, yeah with well, the eyes came oh, out no, and he's like, yeah, a model he's, he's dating models he's like doing shows in paris and shit like I mean, it's just, it is like a, 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 a fact of life. Well, it's know? a fact of life because uh, we, Unfortunately, all, we all come in different sizes. And I think, like Aaron Hernandez or like that guy, um, 
we're not we're not given the same opportunities sometimes. He Aaron Hernandez was given the opportunity, but I think I don't know psychologically something happened or triggered him to do things. I think also the people that you surround yourself with influence you and. Unfortunately, I think he did surround himself with kind of thuggish people. Well, he did at some point, and I said that. But I think at the end of the day, you have to have some sort of a chemical imbalance or something fucked up with you because there's thousands of players who get fucking concussions no. in the head all the time. There's not, they're no killing there's nobody. There's lots of people from the fucking the projects and I mean, shit. there's also OJ Simpson, but you know. Pues otro loco también. Um, por lo menos, like, like, made, like uh, Junior Seau, he, he committed suicide, but he wasn't out killing other people, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, I felt bad. It's just, yeah. Now, they did mention that maybe he did it for the money because I guess if you do kill yourself in, in the middle of a trial or appeal or whatever they throw out the case mm-hmm. and if that happens then I think the NFL or the Patriots still have to pay the wife yeah. I don't think that they'll, pay, they'll do it they'll give him a portion of it yeah no I remember that was uh, that was in the news when he actually committed suicide they were like what's gonna happen with his money like this is just throws like a wrench in the whole situation I think maybe that's why he did it to me yeah well, if, if so, um, and remember they talked about how he had like a, like a kind of love interest a in pen pal? He was a thug. I want to see that video. Like, <laughs> it looks so, I, I'm very intrigued. That, and from those pictures that are running around on the internet with that package running around. Oh, Is I mean, it wrong to, to? I saw the documentary and like, you see, he's in sweats a couple times and you just see, you know, the big old bull. Girl, pause it, pause it, pause it. Oh, let me get a screenshot. <laughs> but, well, anyways. Um, another thing I really read this morning, I think it was the Harvey Weinstein, um, uh, there, the, it was a... The trial coming up? It was an article uh-huh. about, um, the lawyers ramping up or starting up the, I guess, proceedings of it. And, uh-huh. um, they talked to, I think the lawyers on the Harvey Weinstein was trying, they were trying to portray a perception or trying to come up bringing up the themes and ideas of how things were ran back in the 90s and in the 80s. Um, there wasn't social media, there wasn't so much technology, and uh, you know, and I'm sorry that it, that makes it easier for you to get caught, but <laughs> right. it's, it's really not a reason to, for you to do that. The other thing that did, did their argument um, was um, whether these girls, and by the way, this is about Harvey Weinstein and how he took advantage of all these girls and I guess raped them and a bunch of them coming forward. But um, the argument that the lawyer is making is how, what specifically uh, is rape? Because- Or what was their interest? What was their interest? Or if there was any interest? I mean, were you physically held down, um, you know, pinned down or did you, did you go to his hotel room or did you insinuate anything or anything like that? And I'm not saying that some of these girls are guilty like that, but that's you know, what they're trying to convince. But that's what they're trying to convince. And I do know that sexuality is power in a way. I mean, you know, if you got something that they want and they got something that you want and, and you're, you exchange power, that's an exchange of power. And I think you would have more credibility and more of a dignity to say, okay, I did this in order to get ahead in my career. Sadly, some girls don't take that route, so it makes, you know, it's, but it, it is, 
It's a very, it's an interesting argument and discussion. Well, I mean, it's definitely an argument that will sway some minds, I believe, because like you hear a lot of these stories, and a lot of times it's like, oh, you know, like the victim uh, met him at his house or met him in a hotel room, yeah. and like apparently they were gonna discuss like an upcoming movie or chance opportunity, da da da. But it's like, okay, so you went to the hotel room and you were expecting what exactly? That doesn't mean that you should be raped, right? No, but it it's kind of like definitely kind of makes you question like. Okay, what, what situation were you putting yourself into, you yeah. know? Um, and whether he kind of, like, once he was there, like, maybe he drugged them or maybe he held them down and, like, yeah. sexually abused them, then, yeah, like, the guy needs to be fucking, like, uh, held responsible. Yeah, put, held responsible. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's definitely a, a solid argument that any lawyer would make because yeah. it's, it's pretty obvious. It's pretty um, obvious. They shouldn't make it, though. I, I do... I mean, obviously, if you're a woman and you're trying to do get ahead in your career, like, I would have more respect for you if you just said, hi, I had to do that and I did it and I got my movie out. But at the same time, like, it, it just sucks that there isn't more of an advocacy for women to say, hey, if, if Harvey Weinstein wants to meet this actress and you go, you, my assistant is going with you, you got to go up to the room, my assistant will go to the room right, with you. Right, there's right, have right. to be more more of an advocacy within women well I, I feel like a lot of a lot of situations like it's blurred lines you know a lot of situations i'm sure the, some of these bitches were like which i will suck any dick to get into this movie you know and yeah. they were going for it and they had no like scruples about it but i'm sure some other ones were like maybe more like hopeful and thinking that you know this is their big chance and like you know coming from some midwest town i don't know and then all of a sudden they're being abused and maybe they were real victims yeah. you know so i'm sure it's like a, a bit of both yeah a bit of both but um what's really funny is that this motherfucker uh showing up to court putting on the motherfucking performance of his life oh, walker going up the stairs really like, he got a walker frail. i didn't even see this yeah this guy like the last the last court appearance he had like he had a walker and he's like looking all like not disheveled he was dressed well, I guess, but like, just like beard and like, just looking all haggard. And I mean, he's not in a This is no está hot. No, but he's definitely putting on like a performance of like this kind of weak. They man. want us to feel bad for him. No, so they can be like, yeah, these bitches were there just like uh, showing up, all interested. And look at him; he can barely walk up some stairs, you know. Oh, no. So it's all a performance that this motherfucker needs to go out because it's pretty well known in Hollywood that that he's a pig. And like, I remember like. Back in the like early 2000s, um, in a, it was like a red carpet interview, and um, I forget who was this actress that was. Oh, Courtney Love. It was Courtney Love, right? Courtney Love, and where she she's like, like, someone asked her, um, do you have any advice for yeah. any young and upcoming actresses? Actresses, and she's like, don't go to Harvey Weinstein, and it was like so, it was so yeah, good. Yeah. She was drunk on her ass, <laughs> but she was an honest bitch. She was an honest bitch, yeah. and I'm sure it happened to her, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, for so, sure. So fuck that guy. It's sad. Another um. I finished finally finished that documentary, the docu series on R. Kelly, which is another. I, I mean, I, it left me like wow, sure. impacted. It was ridiculous the way that. He clearly has issues mentally. He's disgusting. He, he is like, disgusting. Oh. He needs um, he needs psychological help. But to me, I'm like, who are you? Like, why do you not have a psychologist um treating you? Mm -hmm. If if this is, I don't. He's been court to court. He's you know he's been like obviously um accused of things, and he still gets away. I don't understand how the government just is like, okay, obviously you got something going on. You need to get yourself some help if you're going to continue doing this fucking like music and you want to be this inspiring person 
get yourself some fucking help. Like, you can't be going after these young girls. And I, I, I get, like, and then it's ridiculous. They, like, shoot at the girls. Like, they're recording these girls. And they're like, no, he's innocent. He don't do that. That's not my R. Kelly. My R. Kelly wouldn't do A la verga. You don't even know him. Like, the words that are, are written down in some of these songs are so vulgar that you're just like, how, what do you know? Like, the evidence is there. Yeah. So it was very, um, I was very impacted by that docu- docu-series. It's- you know, I saw that a while ago, so I, I can't remember exact details, but one thing that it's, it's a constant thing that I've always thought about, and maybe some people see it as some sort of, like, conspiracy theory or something, but it just came up with the new Justin Bieber video. Um, <clears throat> there's this, like... In culture, there's this like uh, obvious like affinity for like youthful, you know, uh-huh. and being young and the young and pretty and blah blah blah. But like the extreme of that is this like obsession with like barely legal, you know, and like um, this that- like the younger the better, and it's just like this like disgusting kind of like uh, fe- like wanting to like be with somebody who's really young, which borders on being a pedophile, no. and then it just goes into being a pedophile for mm-hmm. a lot of these men, you know, and like. I was reading about how the Justin Bieber video called Yummy, um, how some people were like, were saying that um, it's about like the the music industry or like the entertainment industry and how basically it's like run by like pedophiles and um, how basically like it's slowly kind of being uncovered like with the whole Jeff- Jeffrey Epste- Epstein or whatever uh, you know Jeffrey Epstein the one who, who committed suicide in jail um, he was like running this whole like basically like network of um prostitution of underage prostitution for like important people like like past presidents and like rich people and stuff like that so he had like you should read up on that but but yeah like i was reading this conspiracy theory or whatever which kind of makes sense that um you know how justin bieber was kind of out of the spotlight for For a a while Mm -hmm. and then like he came back with this video but like if you watch the video it is kind of weird because like it's like a whole bunch of um uh, executives like people in suits and stuff in this like in this restaurant and then they're all watching this like band of like really young looking kids or whatever and they're like playing instruments and stuff but it's like a really weird like like discrepancy like they don't look like they should be entertaining this crowd nor this crowd should be watching this ah. these kids um and it's just like it's creepy and but then when i read this i was like it makes sense you know and like i feel like the whole industry is just so gross in the way that like for example like like Selena Gomez, like who looks like this baby face, she does have a girl, baby whatever. Face. And it's just like, okay, people like really celebrate this. Ariana Grande looks look. twenty. She doesn't look. Remember, she looked twelve up until like she a looked, year ago. Yeah. She still looks twelve. She still looks twelve. She looks you know? sixteen at this point, but she's been looking twelve up until like a couple recent. Like, so we have a culture that celebrates these looks, right? But like the the dark side of that is like the actual like acts of committing like pedophilia. What actually like, happens behind scenes? It's just disgusting, and um, all these all these things are just being un, unveiled now, uncovered. But it's something that has been kind of like the way the industry apparently has been working for a long time of like um, abuse of like minors. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, I mean, it's it's pretty sad. Um, I hope that Britney wasn't one of them. But well, she probably was. Hey, I um, mean, was that, why, why do you think she's so fucked up? You know, and she was also like part of that because, like, um, like what is it called? When she first came out, and she was like 
like with that tricycle, like with the like little booty shorts, mm. like and it said like a word in the butt. I you think know? it's a baby or and something. And then she was with the dolls, like in her bedroom. Like it's a very like playing with this whole like childhood and like sexuality. And it just implies what? That you wanna like fuck a child? Like it's just fucking disgusting. But we also celebrate it because we're all here like, oh my god, Brittany, but we see it in a different light. I mean, I, I don't wanna sleep with her. If anything, I would have protected her because I would have seen her as like my sister. We see it we as, see her like, as somebody it. who's empowered and like celebrating her womanhood or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But these perverts are looking at it like 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 she's like a fucking 13 year old and I wanna like take her virginity away or something like that. You know, why do you think she was saying I'm a virgin until because some fucking music execs off, yeah. are saying say that you're a virgin so that you like come off as pure and virginal so that these perverts wanna like have sex with you or something, you know? Um, it's just like a something that I've always looked at and it's just it, it's very conflicting because for one part like say you celebrate somebody like Britney Spears but for, uh, for on another part you know that people are cel- are uh, looking at her or looked at her as this kind of like sexual object or yeah. whatever and and I'm sure that's part of the reason why she you know what, what happened to her you know I wonder, if, of, I wonder if I start saying that I'm a virgin will I like start coming up with like more of a podcasting you know nobody gonna believe that <laughs> but no yeah isn't her um her com- conversership conservatorship uh, another word I can't say <laughs> and someone clapped us for not being able to say wombat um, wombat I, wombat. I don't wombat. know but aprende a hacer tamales y lo hablamos <laughs> right? you speak a whole other language <laughs> um, but anyways Brittany's coming in she's she has a, she, her trial for like conservatorship I think that's how you say it um, yeah and so on on the 22nd I think it's month? on the 22nd I need to read up on it because I don't have much information on it but I I think right now she's under her dad's conservatorship conservatorship okay. conservatorship <laughs> <laughs> yeah so basically I'm also buzzed of, uh, so yeah no actually I think they removed him um, because of some issues but it's like some other lawyer person that is oh, in well, charge no. of it but it's not whether who's in charge of it or not the, what they're gonna decide is whether it, it keeps going um, on January 22nd they're gonna decide that and um, it's just like you hope that she doesn't have to be under this thing anymore because um, basically she has no rights. Like she can't. Maybe even... this is why. I'm so sorry. I just burped, and I don't You're know if okay. you can hear it, but yeah. But, uh, maybe this is why. <laughs> but I think um, I think this is maybe this is why her like Instagram is a little bit weird. Because obviously, like you're you're in the public of the eye, and she's going to court, and obviously, like they look at everything, right? And they're gonna dig up everything that they have on her. And sometimes I look at her posts, and I'm like, girl, like what are you doing? Like clean. First of all, that raccoon eye, like eyeshadow thing that Siempre she got going on. No sé por qué le gusta. Ya no estamos en los noventas ni los like two thousand. But it's not even a cute. Like it's like smear. Like it looks like she just like woke up from like. Going out drinking till three in the morning, and she woke up at seven in the morning. Se to la cara, and that's what she looked like, and I'm like, esos ojos and that, esas greñas. She, yeah, I, I can't, but I, I don't know. Maybe she's, I don't know. Who knows? But I heard. I hope it goes away. But at the same time, I hope that they're looking out for her and that they have maybe orders to have her. And then the free Britney thing Probably. is like um, kind of trending again. Uh, you know the hashtag free Britney the movement or whatever. It's free Britney. Um, there's been like protests or whatever outside of the LA courthouse. Like people like with fucking uh, signs oh, and love and then she even addressed this or like I don't know if she did. Or, I like, think she joined even though. Did, yeah. No, like she addressed it saying like I'm okay and blah 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 and just you know want privacy for my family or whatever. But the mother, um, I think liked 
a post about Free Britney, so people were like, oh, like... Supposedly, the- Britney Spears started following a Free Britney, uh, like, Instagram account mm-hmm. or something, so... Who knows? Who knows? We'll I, I do want her to succeed mm-hmm. in life, and... I hope that they're just, they're looking out for her in different perspectives in her eyes, not from like a dad's parent or a business type of parent. I hope, even if she has to take a break from making music, take a break. Just yeah, she get better. To, like, just, I, I would like, I would hope that she would just move to like Hawaii or something and like just be happy and free of any like restraints or being like hounded by paparazzi or whatever it might be and just live a happy mom life or whatever. And if she wants to, to keep doing music because that's what drives her and excites her, then do it, it but do it responsibly. Like, yeah, just... like be, uh, learn from your 20s. That's what we're here for in our 30s. Um, I wanted to speak about that Billy Porter dress that he was wearing. What that dress? I don't know. Um, I don't even know. Was it at the Golden Globe Awards? I think it was the Golden But it was that minty green dress yeah. that everybody was living for. I would boot that fucking dress. <laughs> that boot is not cute. She looks like cute. a flower girl. She... I love her. She's everything. She has. She's. This is obviously her time. She's groundbreaking. She's breaking the the rules and and doing it well. And um, I well, think spreading a lot of positivity. She and, is. She is. And just kind of being part of this whole train of like uh, opening up the consciousness mm-hmm. of the United States and the world to to you know other other realities, other truths, other people. Um, but just don't be tacky. I know. And then the, the <laughs> yeah, no, I was like that. She, she's got this like amazing skin tone and that she mint do. is just like, it does just doing nothing. And it's so boxy and like I. She got the hot man too. Did you see her husband? Or I don't know if it's a husband or what it is, but. Um, that was her date that day. Know, that, I mean, I would be on it too. Sure, but... No, but like, I've seen like some of the dresses he's been wearing and I'm like. I mean, I celebrate you, but I don't celebrate that look or whatever. You know, no, if you're gonna if if you're gonna push agendas, you might as well fucking push agendas. Like, yeah. if I were to wear a dress, I'd want to fucking wear a dress. Like, if he came out wearing that J Lo dress, that I'm like, not Versace dress, I'd be living draping all over. Pero estas cosas de she parece piñata. I'm no. like, what is that? <laughs> she looked like a flower girl going to like a fucking wedding. I... Oh, well, not that green one. That green one, yeah, it was like not a good look. But like, I think some awards before, she was wearing this thing where it was like like a type of like a tuxedo top like a white tuxedo mm. top but the bottom was oh, like oh I did see that like uh, feathers I kind of like that I was not living I like that because it was it, at least it gave her kind of a little shape and it was like <laughs> gave her kind of a cinched waist it's got more positivity than that green minty yeah, fucking thing yeah that green but was like, no but it's no but it's like literally no just that green did not look good with his skin i don't think because that that green goes good with like like lighter like like a pale bitch like a pale ass bitch Mm. that green would look really pretty on her yeah if that dress was like a like maybe like a yellow like that would pop off his skin maybe maybe like a nude i just that i don't know i just don't like that dress it wasn't a cute and the shoes were hard the whole thing was just kind of a mess (laughs) to me i i was just not it wasn't the best we were talking um I did finish AJ and the Queen, by the way. And okay, we talked about this a little bit last week. I liked it. You you know, you, we talked about how maybe she wasn't taking it further. I hadn't seen one episode of it, so she, she did take it there. But mm-hmm. I think there's a fine line that maybe oh, she might have crossed way too much between comedy and campy. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of shows out there that are kind of like... They're, they're dramedies where they're like funny and they keep you entertained but then all of a sudden they like switch it out and you're like wanting to cry for the person mm-hmm. um and 
she added campiness in the middle. So at this point, I'm so confused. Yeah. And then there's hot guys running around too. Oh, the guy was hot. The fucking guy. But anyways, um, it was just too much for me. Like I, I could see, and I, I do like that the message that she is. I do think that that show is a very, it's a very good introduction to the world and to drags yeah. and what they come for and what their meaning behind their looks and stuff come from. Yeah, come from, but easy it, to swallow. Uh, yeah, and so I do. I think it, in that way, I think it will succeed. I probably don't think I'll stick around for season two. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I probably watch it. I'll I probably mean, watch it if it. I finished it too, and like my take. Um, I'm just gonna come out and say it. I don't think RuPaul is a good actor. Um, not very uh, believable. Like it's just like he doesn't convince me. He doesn't convince me. He doesn't wrench me when there's like something like heart wrenching. Um, but but do you know you, he he's he's a, a passing actor. You know he does okay. Um, do you show, think that maybe? Uh, we're just used to him and seeing in a reality TV show that we can't see separate him. him separate yeah, because I think like I I see him like he's and he's obviously trying. No, right? because you know what? I feel like he wasn't really acting a character. He was just being himself. himself. He was dressed like himself. And I can say that about the rest of those queens on that cast. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. They act the same way that they act on the RuPaul show. And, and, and like he was dressed like himself. Like when he comes out in the in the workroom, he was wearing those suits every those time. Vans and like everything. there wasn't really like a characterization that I could be like. Like it took me somewhere else, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But maybe that was his uh, his uh, purpose or what he was trying to do. The one thing that I did find very kind of dysfunctional with the show was, like you said, like it it was really campy at times and really like dramatic at times, but it wasn't like in a blended way. Like for example, like a like sometimes it was like Kimmy Schmidt and sometimes <laughs> it was like I don't know some other serious drama show. Like when it was like with the girl with the patch and the the, the two very serious. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, they were well, like, really campy. campy and they were goofy and campy and whatever. And then um or when the drag queen scenes were out, but then the, all of a sudden it was like this really like heart wrenching like the mom and the drug addiction and all this shit. Um, and it was like they didn't really congeal very well. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, they're not like me- um, they're not gelling very me. well. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, they're not gelling very well. So that was my only sort of like hiccup with the show that I I thought wasn't like very good. But um, but yeah, no, it made me laugh a lot, and um, it was it had its good moments. Yeah. Whenever like the drag queens like were present, like the the cameos and stuff, the the Latrice episode. Latrice episode. Was I mean, favorite. I live for Latrice every day. Oh, all day. I love Latrice. Latrice is mm-hmm. so cute. I think I think I remember we saw her when we went to oh my drag God. Con. We, we waited go hours for this bitch. Oh my <laughs> God! Speaking of, so uh, this is breaking news, everybody. But um, the, the RuPaul Drag Con had a UK version. They had one in, in oh, yeah, yeah. England. Uh, well, I don't know if it was By the way, we have UK listeners. Um, um, uh, so, <laughs> it still on Anchor. Thank you for listening in. Yeah. Okay, let, let's pour one for them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Um, no, um, anyways, no, but uh, so uh, RuPaul's DragCon UK just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently it was a mess. Like, there was... Apparently they oversold 3,000 tickets Andale. And so there were had thousands of people waiting outside of this convention center Aww. And they were like chanting like We want a refund <laughs> <laughs> RuPaul oh, We want a refund That sucks Oh my yeah, god That's so crazy I only saw kind of like a little bit of the of the whole the whole thing Because it's literally going on right now 
Um, but we'll see what the fallout of this is. Hopefully, it's not too bad. But well, let's write yeah. that down so that we can RuPaul Ru, RuPaul Rufan Dracon. You know, it was literally trending hashtag Rufan. I'm gonna need my uh, Rufan too. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully it goes well. But I just saw that earlier today. I was like, oh my goodness. Oh my god. And um, so hot slut of the day. I want to say that I'm still learning about this. This, but. What is a hot slut of the day? Hot slut of the week, bitch. Oh, wait. I keep <laughs> the hot slut of the week, we, we're just going to seg right into like some serious things, but uh, who's making the waves this week is the associate of Rudy Giuliani oh, named Lev Parnas. Lev Parnas. Lev Parnas, who um, is an associate of Rudy Giuliani who, who works for him or worked for him um, and worked for the president um, of the United States. Um, basically... He's making waves because he uh, gave an interview this week to Rachel Maddow now, on MSNBC. Now, do you consider him a whistleblower? No, he's not a whistleblower, but he's more like uh, uncovering shit, you know? He's a shit uncoverer right now. <laughs> um, he, he, I don't know what... So basically, um, he got he got indicted mm-hmm. and basically accused for, for just doing crimes or whatever. And it's You're talking about like, left partners. Yeah, left partners. And it seems like he basically decided to just, you know what? Like, I'm not going down alone in this boat. And so I'm going to, like, uh, I'm going to confess, like, things. And basically he said that the president, uh, Donald Trump, knew basically everything that was happening with this whole trying to convince Ukraine to announce an investigation into uh, the Bidens, uh, Joe Biden, or Hunter Biden, the son of Joe Biden. So let me summarize that real quick. Okay. So, that, so uh, from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm just trying to repeat it back to you, <laughs> to make because he repeated this the whole day, he told me this, and I'm learning this. So the Trump people were trying to get the UK people to basically show Joe Biden's son laundry or find laundry on his yeah, stuff. Basically. And persuade the Ukrainian government to use that. I don't know what to vote for. Well, okay, so I'll, I'll summarize it. Uh, <laughs> Cliff notes. Uh, basically, um, the Trump administration, basically Trump, wanted the government of the UK, the U, the Ukraine, uh, the president of the Ukraine, to uh, announce, announce that Ukraine was investigating uh, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son. Hunter Biden worked uh, in the, well, he was part of the board of a company, a big company in the Ukraine. And basically, he wanted the, the Ukraine government to announce that basically there was like some sort of fraud or crimes committed by him right. with the with the purpose of using that against Slander. Joe Biden yeah. Joe Biden in the campaign uh, for in the presidential campaign when he was running so that he could basically fuck Lose. him up yeah. and, and he could win Trump could win so but this whistleblower apparently he heard a phone call that Trump was having um, talking about this ta- yeah. talking about trying to convince the president of Ukraine to announce this investigation now he did not want uh, an actual investigation to happen. He didn't. He didn't want an actual investigation to happen in the Ukraine government because an investigation into this had already happened years prior, and they didn't find anything. It was basically like, um, like tossed out or whatever. Like it ended. Um, but he didn't even want an actual new investigation. He just wanted the announcement because that was enough for Trump to say, "Oh, this is happening. The Bidens are criminals." Vote for me, yeah. basically, like he did with Hillary Clinton. And this is why we need to research every time, you guys, into everything. Because just like he he didn't even want an investigation done because he knew that he can convince stupid people with just the big headlines. Exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah. I can see that. And and so 
And maybe we'll be back to the hot slut of the week. Yeah. Um, and so the Rudy Giuliani, who is the personal lawyer of um, of Trump, he was um, uh, he was um, uh, basically the one doing the work, like the dirty work. You know, he was like the one traveling to Ukraine, tra- traveling to Europe, trying to get. Um, this ball rolling, you know, trying to get this investigation announced. And um, and Lev Parnas was working for Rudy Giuliani, also also like doing the dirty work and stuff like that. And and so basically the Democrats uh, in the House of Representatives uh, released all these all these uh, new documents that show texts, that show conversations, that show emails, uh, even like paper notes written on little papers. Right. Like they just they just released all, uh, this, yeah. all these documents that show all these conversations between like uh, the Trump administration, or no, the Rudy Giuliani and this left partners guy and people from, uh, and other like Congress members, like this Yeah, guy. so there's a, there's, there's this, there's a quote that says here, um, the text messages corroborate Parnas' previous claims that he arranged conversations with the Ukrainian prosecutors for the Nunez, uh, Nunez aid. Um, Devin Nunez is a Republican, um, from California, yeah. who was, was he in Congress or he was a representative? He's a representative. He's a representative. Yeah. So it just goes back, it just goes to show you how much of an influence our president had towards these people. Yeah. Now, I don't know, I can't talk for Devin, maybe Devin had his own reasons to help or whatever, like maybe, you know, he has to pay, as he's in office and he's promised to be a Republican or whatever, but right. at the same time, like it doesn't take... A, it doesn't take it doesn't take a, like a genius to know when someone has ulterior motives and yeah. when those motives are going to be uh, affecting other people in a negative way. Well, the, the real tea with Devin Nunez, who is a representative from California, um, he basically was the one on the committee that was investigating the accusations against Trump. Like he was the one in charge of like, um, you know, working the accusations against Trump that came up. Uh, in the House of Representatives, um, and and he was on this committee. He was the one interviewing the the witnesses. Um, he was the one defending Trump in this as like, oh, this is all a smear campaign, and this is all uh, a true. partisan fake news act by the by the Democrats. And then it turns out that he was super involved in this whole bullshit. He was like. Um, texting with the like Ukrainian people and like I hope things. he's getting paid well. That bitch <laughs> is working double shifts. Like he's he's convincing no, but it's the, he's convincing the public. He's trying to convince the public that that the Trump has like what this calls fake news and that it's not true and it, this this and that. When he himself in the middle of it is still like smeared all over it and he's yeah, part yeah, of the scheme. So. It's just ridiculous. Um, well, um, but it hasn't started, right? The trial. Has oh well, not... the trial. The, the trial starts on Tuesday oh, in the man, Senate, man. and like so. Right now, where it stands is um, basically like the House of Representatives. This is how it works on impeachment. Mm-hmm. There's the House of Representatives and there's the Cong in the Senate. Right. The the House of Representatives is where they basically accuse you. They accuse the president, and then once the like, let's say that the you know how like in government we have. Uh, the, the, the attorney's office, like the, the, the city attorney or whatever, mm-hmm. and, then, um, and then you have like actual courts. Yeah. The city attorney or, or the attorney um, is the one who accuses you of like, let's say you were caught stealing something, the, the, the attorney is the one, the city attorney is the one that who accuses, um, you. accuses you of the crime, like you are um, accused of, of robbery or whatever. And then you go to a trial in a court, and then that's where the trial happens. So basically, the House of Representatives is like the, the where they accuse him, 
and then the trial has to happen in the Senate. Um, so we already, the accusations have happened. He's been formally accused. He'll never like clean that off his record. He's forever going to be an impeached uh, president. But now they have to actually have the trial for them to like convict and be like, okay, either you're no longer president or you can... You're, but that you're, fucker is friends with all the ones in Senate, right? Well, it's, 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 that's the thing that all, all, there's a majority of Republicans in the Senate. There's a majority of Democrats in the House of Representatives. That's why they were able to accuse them yeah. formally. But now there's a majority of Republicans in the Senate. So the expectations is that nothing's going to happen and they're just going to clean slate. But what they, the, what the, what the Republicans want to do right now is they want to like have the, the trial quickly and be like, we vote that the majority thinks that the president is uh, not guilty. He's innocent, boom, done. But the Democrats want to bring more witnesses, to have more questioning, to bring more evidence. And the Republicans are like, no, 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 because we already did that in the House. And if they didn't do a good enough job with getting the witnesses and the documents and the evidence, then they didn't they didn't go they didn't do a good enough job and that's their fault. Um, and the Democrats no. are like, no, we need more evidence and we have more evidence. That's and enough evidence to be honest, first of all. Pues sí, pero no 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 but like um basically what the Democrats are doing is they're like slowly releasing new evidence like this whole uh Lev Parna's documents and text messages that show all these conversations about how they were like gonna um, get rid of the ambassador to the Ukraine, the Marie Yovanovitch. Uh, <laughs> I love it, by the way. It's just like an ambassador for the UK, for the US yeah. in the UK. In the Ukraine. In the Ukraine. And she is like, she's giving, she's giving him a hard time. I want to be that bitch. Yeah. She's Yovana like, bitch. This is not, this is not <laughs> according, this doesn't go with our, with our protocols. Right, right. No, right. Like, this isn't, no. no they, were, they were trying to get her out. Like, I mean, they did get her out, actually. Uh-huh. But, um, they, they were trying to, um, get her out of there so that they could go on with their nasty ass little uh, promotion plot. or whatever yeah um, but anyways so so that's where they are right now uh, the Democrats want new evidence new uh, witnesses to come forth and to like have to answer like left partners mm-hmm. and like other people who were part of the Trump administration and the Republicans are like no 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 we don't want that so we don't know what's gonna happen next next Tuesday well I guess we'll tune in, tune in. <laughs> we'll have to figure it right. out no but it's very exciting stuff speaking about Republicans um we uh, you had a, a quick story about uh, bitch. It, it ain't a quick story. Uh, no, basically, uh, going back to the beginning of this whole thing. Um, so when... you were up in LA, and um, we have a friend up in LA who I haven't seen in a while, but I love him. Um, we'll call him Av. <laughs> but um, he's neighbors with yeah. this person. Yeah. So after going skiing, I went to uh, hang out with my friend to visit him because I haven't seen him in a minute. Um, and he was like, hey, I want you to meet my neighbor. Because I was like, well, so, you know, who do you hang out with? Do you know the neighbors? He's like, oh, yeah, hang out with um, my neighbor, next door neighbor. And um, he did say, like, oh, he's like, he's like a conservative person or like a Republican or whatever. And I was like, whatever, you know, like, I'm, you know, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't make matter. a difference. Like, I respect everybody. So um, that's what we all say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. But, but, um, but no, but so like, um, so the, the, the neighbors come over and it's this couple. Um, I'm not sure if they were married or, or they're just together, but she, she told me that they had been together for 19 years. Um, and they were Hispanic. I'm not sure if they were Mexican, but they're Hispanic. And, um, <clears throat> And the, she was she was super cool. She was really fun, friendly, boisterous. I I really enjoyed talking to her. Um, and the guy was also really boisterous, I would say. But um, but I, I forget exactly at which point. But it was right away. At which point the conversation turned political. 
but um, he was talking about like voting and he did say something very valid he was like only about 20% of the population that can vote actually votes and then um, I'm not exactly sure if that's like the most accurate number but it is like very unfortunate that's a low number how low the 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 voting numbers are Um, so he did have like he was saying like something that was very valid Um, but he was um, he was talking about other political stuff and then I feel like he got uh, really sort of like argumentative, like really right away. Well, with I'm sure me. that he's shut other people down with statistics like that. He's right, like, right. Know, like there's people who know, but I'm sure you were the feisty one. This bitch well, likes to argue, by the way. <laughs> I do like to argue. And uh, um, he, he started asking me like real specific questions. He's like, well, do you know how many uh, representatives we have in, in California and our districts or whatever? And like, I was like, wait a minute, is it like 50? And, I, and then he like, he's like, well, do you know how many senators we have? I was like, two. two. And I was like, you know what? Like, you're, you're trying to put me on the spot right now. And you're trying to ask me questions that are real specific just to like make me feel embarrassed or make me look ignorant. And I'm not having it, okay? I was like, if you want to have an argument and you want to have a debate, we can have a debate. <laughs> I know we have very different. I'm very liberal. You're obviously very conservative. And um, but well, he's like, trying, don't yeah, put me on the spot. He was trying to make you look bad. He was but trying, it's like I felt like he was trying to make me look um, sort of like, like I don't know what I was yeah, talking like about. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But I let him know right away that I do know what I'm talking about. <clears> and then um, and then after that, we just had a very kind of like. Uh, a, a very heated debate, but like a uh, very friendly. He never just respected me. Like besides that, when when I sense that little bit of like, he's trying to put me on the spot, he, he, and then I, I I put I I, uh, I let him know where I stand. Mm-hmm. Um, we just we did ha- we had a very kind of informed debate, and uh, I was under I was hearing what he was telling me about. He told me that he voted for Trump in the past election. Mm-hmm. But he did say that he will not be voting there for Trump. There goes my respect for him. <laughs> that he won't be voting for Trump in the next election. Um, he, he told me why. And, like, you know, I, he agreed with the fact that all these accusations against the president, the, the, the president is, is obviously, like, a criminal and stuff like that. He did agree with that. He was like, yeah, like, we, you know, what he said when he voted for Trump, he basically voted for the lesser of two evils because he felt like Hillary Clinton was, uh, was worse. Um, I mean, I, I feel, I know that a lot of people feel like that and... You know, the people who voted for Trump in the first place and still want to vote for him, no respect. I buy no. But people who voted for Trump back then and now are seeing what the fuck they did, then I'm like, told you so. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so we had a a, a, a debate or whatever, and then the conversation turned to to gun ownership, gun and he gun was control. telling me about that he's a fan of owning guns. <laughs> now I know some people. Besides him, who- I just want to say that I get my tickets to my gun show every day. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, my right to bear arms. <laughs> I don't go to the gym for nothing. Oh, but yeah. anyways, no. So he was like, yeah, like tell me about like the guns that he owns and blah blah. blah. And then we went to hang out at his garage. And bitch, is this like, an apartment complex by the way? No, no, it's a house. It's oh, an extra okay, house. Okay, okay. Um, and then so we went to hang out at his garage, and he had like a safe, like a big metal safe the size of a refrigerator, and like he opened it, and he had like a good 30, 40 like rifles and <gasps> shotguns. I don't know exactly what else. I was just looking and like. I'm afraid of guns. I don't. Like I don't like to be present in the presence of guns. Um, to me, I directly correlate them to murder or to violence and violence. So I was shook, but but at the end of the day, like the way he was like what he was telling me, I could understand his like argument of like you know um, it's a hobby and blah 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 or whatever. And then I was like, yeah, like it's a hobby, but it also lends itself to 
like somebody breaking into your house, stealing your shit, and going off and murdering people, you know, like, obviously, like, you have a right to own these things, but I have a right to feel safe in my community. You yeah, know? and I don't and feel like, safe with like that. I mean, I, yeah, I don't feel safe knowing that next door, this motherfucker has, like, a shitload of guns or whatever, but um, he has, he has the, the whole right to own these guns, um, and, and I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, we have to respect that. Um, but, and I, and I was very respectful the entire time, but like, he like busted out this like whole, uh, like, like it looked like a war gun. Like it was like this big metal box with like a really long barrel. Like a machine gun? Like a machine gun, oh, yeah. I know. And he set it on the table. She's it was like table. Jill Valentine from fucking Resident Evil. I was like, oh my God. And then he like, uh, like, let me just say that we were all drinking. So I think he was like a kind of tipsy. And then he like busted out some like uh, bullets and he was like, he opened the thing. He's like, oh yeah, so this is where you put it. He showed me that it was like- uh, He's Mexican not, though, right? Hispanic? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He showed me that it wasn't loaded or whatever. He like showed me the like cartridge part or whatever. And he's like, it's unloaded. Da, da, da. And I was like, okay, like I'm at ease because there's no bullets in this thing. But then he was like showing me, cause he, to me, he was showing me like a toy or something. Yeah, he was, he was really, real he looks excited of it. And then he had like all this like background. He was like, this thing was used in World War II or something. And like, there's this inscription here that tells you this and that. And I was like, wow, this guy is like, Hardcore into like, it. Hardcore into it. Like, it's like a, a true appreciation, like a guy that shows you his car collection. Yeah, or yeah, like yeah. His fucking shoe collection or whatever, you know? Um, so it was like, it got to this kind of like emotional part where I was like, you know, like this guy, that's, that's what like makes him happy, I yeah. guess, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it, it is a conflicting sort of like situation where I know that I know I have my values and I know that I, I stand against these things because of all the bad things that have happened. And I still stand by the fact that, okay, you can have like handguns and stuff, but why the hell do you need these like machine guns that can kill 20 people in like You don't need a fucking machine seconds. gun. Who the fuck, where do you think you live? Like, uh, to me, it's just ridiculous. I don't think yeah. people should be owning guns. If you don't feel safe, fucking take a karate class. Yeah. Or, like, if you don't feel safe of your government, then move somewhere else or take action. Stop, like, stop, let's take action to get guns off the streets. Do I think that the world can sweep off all? No, I don't think that we'll mm -hmm. ever be able to do that. A lot of people, you know, they bring out statistics like Japan and um, what's that? Um, the, is it the Netherlands? I can't remember. I think it's the Netherlands where they have like berries, like zero crime. Yeah. Don't compare those countries to us because our one state is the size of those fucking countries. Right, you right, know what right. I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, how can we learn to take tips from them so that we can live in a better harmony? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's my conflict that I had in this whole thing because I, I know where I stand and I know my, my ideas about this whole situation. Um, I, I don't feel comfortable living in a society where we have machine guns, you know, in, in people's homes and stuff. Um, I also don't feel that... Now, did you get a number so that if anything goes down, you can go <laughs> fucking, like, take well, her? I, I gotta say that uh, I did enjoy, like, the, our debate, debating and discussion. I would gladly go back and, um, and uh, hang out with them yeah. and stuff. Because it was really enlightening because I don't like to like live in a bubble and like Oh, they talk to exist, Democrats. Yeah. yeah, within like my own bubble. Like I like to hear other ideas and I actually I go read like Fox News and I go read um, Conservative media because I work in the media, but also because I like to see what the other people you think, have to find out where know? they're coming from Exactly. And so that was really um, a really good opportunity to talk to people who, who um, and who, who are uh, on the other side of the argument mm -hmm. um, and enlighten myself 
Um, but then when he tried to put the bullets into the, no, he wasn't trying to put them into the thing. I think he was showing me how you put them. I was like, that's where you need to stop. I, I was know. like, do not do yeah, that. Do not put the bullets in that thing. Um, and then so he didn't. Um, and he, he put it away and stuff. And um, yeah, like I feel like we had a really heated debate. But I appreciate it. I appreciated it. I mean, uh, but I've never been in front or inside of so many guns in my life. It was it was really nerve wracking. I mean, I cross the border usually, so there's a bunch of guns there, but not like that. Well, not I like that. They're just hidden. But no, I, fucking guns scare me. So they I'm, scare the shit out of me. But but no, they were really nice. They were really cool. I really um I really I really love the the wife. Um, I forget her name. Can don't her say her name. No, well I forget her name, but like um I would have said her name anyways. But uh but she was really cool and um and it was nice too. To see Aww. my friend. Well, that's cute. Now we know when to if we have to go. If shit ever goes down, then we need zombies. Oh, sure. If it's like zombies all of a sudden. If there's a zombie apocalypse, I know exactly where I'm going. Like, so, Amigo, hija los va a Oh my God. Well. That brings us to the conclusion of this week's Sunday's Come Down. I want to thank you guys for tuning in and returning back. And Yay. again, don't forget, let's try to conquer the world with love and kindness or kindness and love. I forget which way it is. But anyways, <laughs> have a good one. Bye. Bye.